0: This is the Support Ops podcast, a show devoted entirely to making and keeping your customers happy. My name's Chase. I'm the guy behind SupportOps.co. If you haven't yet, make sure to check out the site. This is episode number four, and with this one, we're going to talk about what you should do when your app crashes. It's inevitable. Call it the, the rule of the universe, the law of Murphy, or whatever else you want to call it, your app is going to crash at some point. And you might be sitting there thinking, no, you know, I've got enough backups in place. I've got enough redundancies in place. I've got enough failsafe designs where even if one part of the app fails and the other won't, we'll be fine. I'm telling you, there's going to come a, a point in time where your app goes down and goes down hard. And today we're going to talk about what you should do to make sure that when that moment happens, you don't freak out and run around like a chicken with your head cut off. So we're going to talk about some very simple steps and some uh, very simple roles that people can play and, and basically outline your downtime plan. We're going to, we're going to lay out a very simple plan for when your app goes down, you're going to enact it. You're going to, you're going to execute on this plan and not only are your team members gonna know exactly what to do. Your customers are gonna know what's happening, which is the big thing because when customers have information, they're, they're generally happier. So before we dive into all that, let's go ahead and just set the mood. Let's talk about the typical downtime event as it kind of plays out. So everything's humming along. The birds are singing outside your window. You just grab that second cup of coffee, a little bit of cream, no sugar. You sat back down and then you see it. There's a message in your chat room from one of your your system ops guys saying something's looking a little wonky, just a little weird. Something's not looking quite right. And I say that because the first line of defense before anything else is your system admins. You've got to have some sort of early warning alerts in place. You don't want to be caught entirely off guard with a customer's email being the very first thing that tells you your app is down. It's it's a nightmare when a customer has to tell you that your app is down. So make sure that that your sysops guys have something in place. Make sure they've got some kind of, of early warning detection going on there, because the more lead time they can give you, the more time you've got to get your plan rolling, which is it's just going to work out all the way around. So back to your coffee. We're, we're sitting there. You got the message saying something's, something's happening and, and the app might go down. We don't know yet, but it, it might happen. And that's when you kick into your downtime plan. It's not the time to, to create it or practice it or anything else, because if you haven't done that by this point, it's entirely too late. If when your app goes down, everyone comes to you and say, hey, what's the plan? And you say, I don't know. Then it's going to be a very, very hectic next 15 or 20 minutes for you. So that's, that's one of the primary reasons I wanted to make sure that, you know, show number four, it's, it's really early in the, uh, the life of this podcast. Uh, I figured what better time and, and place to kind of talk about what kind of downtime plan you need to have in place. So we're going to cover three areas with today's show. The first being that you need to create the plan. The second that you're going to practice that plan. And then the third when it comes time to you're going to execute on that plan so the first up create a plan your plan can be formatted to fit your team and how you work with each other what we're going to talk about today is just a general plan a general idea a general layout if you want to call it that of of how to respond to a downtime event and and this can be easily adapted as you need to basically it's it's a very simplistic plan that i've learned Kind of the ins and outs of with the downtimes that we've had at 37 signals. So let's go back and, and, and start from the beginning, right? As soon as you get those early warnings, as soon as you get that, that message from your sysadmin guys that something's going on, go ahead and designate somebody as the lead role for support. Now, we call them the incident commander, the, the IC for short. So when you hear me say IC, that's just the incident, incident commander. That's the, the person in charge for this specific downtime. And what typically happens is is you're going to have an ops IC, so somebody that's in charge over at the uh, the ops team, and they're going to work with your support IC. That way you've got two people who are leading up the two teams to coordinate what's going on with this downtime and and how you're communicating things and 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 what they're doing to fix it. So right off the bat, you designate that support instant commander that support IC and as soon as you know who they are that person the IC is going to designate out a person for each of the incoming support channels so one person's on emails and the best thing to do there is hopefully you're using some kind of support app that lets you bulk reply so you want to have that one person just bulk reply to the customers with just a short message saying hey this is this is happening on a global scale. We know it's something's wrong. We know that the app is down and here's some links over to our status page and our Twitter page. That way you can kind of keep up with what's going on. So you've got one person responding to those emails. You've got one person on Twitter because you're, you know, that's an incoming support channel. So you want to have it covered. If you're running a a support phone number, you're going to want to have somebody lead up that effort and make sure that everyone answering those phones replies with the same message and the same updates. Now, the big thing to remember here is that the IC doesn't reply to the tweets, they don't reply to the emails, they don't answer the phones or anything like that. Their sole job is to work and make sure that each of your support channels are covered, and that each of those channels is putting out the most recent updates and the most recent information, because you don't want your uh, you know, the people on the phones giving out information to your customers that's 10 or 15 minutes old. So you've got your support IC in place, that person has designated out a person for email, a person for Twitter, a person for phones or, or whatever you need. You also need to have a status page for your app. Now the status page can can be really simple. It's you know, the, the app is up or down. Here's what we know about it at the moment. It's It's a good place to communicate the updates that you're going to start getting it and giving out to your customers. Now with that, you want the support IC person to update it. That status page serves as a good reminder for the IC to communicate those updates with the rest of the team. And What I mean by that is that every time they send out an update on that status page, it's a good time to send out that same update to the rest of the team so they know exactly what's going on and what updates to communicate to customers. So make sure to have your IC person update that status page, because again, it gives them that clear picture of exactly what's going on. And then everybody else needs to be directing people over to the status page or over to the Twitter page for updates. Now that's for us, that was the most convenient, easy ways to get out updates. Um, you know, you, you could use Facebook or you could use some other app or, or something like that. But for us, the, the easiest thing that I've seen work so far is updates on the status page and updates on Twitter, because those are those live feeds of exactly what's going on with the, with the downtime. It's easier to provide that that stream of updates to your customers there than having to tell your customer to call back in five minutes or, or send another email in five minutes and or that kind of thing, you know? So direct them over to your Twitter page your your status page, that kind of thing. Updates need to go out every 10 minutes at minimum. So every 10 minutes at minimum, there is absolutely nothing worse than an app being down with no one from the team responding. There's absolutely nothing worse. Uh, you know, I was working with an app uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and they went down and I went over to the Twitter page and there was absolutely no updates for 40 minutes. So the app is down. They're not replying to emails. They're not on Twitter, giving us updates. And it's just that leads to the most anxiety filled 40 minutes, 40 minutes that you're going to experience because you have no idea what's going on. And if that app is integral to how you run your business, then 40 minutes is a lifetime. So make sure that you're giving out those updates to your customers at least every 10 minutes at minimum. You know, if if something changes before then, if, if you have big updates every couple of minutes, go ahead and get, and give those out. But at the very least, at the very minimum 10 minutes updates go out that clear and constant communication is going to go a long ways with your customers. They're really going to appreciate being kept in the loop and, and up to date on exactly what's happening. So you're in the middle of the the downtime, but everything's jiving. Your team's responding. You know, you've got your people on the different channels giving out those updates. Every new update that you learn about is the support I see. You're posting on the status page and making sure everybody knows about it. You're you're updating every 10 minutes so your customers know everything's looking good so far. And then the ops I see comes back and lets you know, hey, the app is, is back up. We're good. The app is back up, the downtime event is over. Go ahead and post the all clear, you'll be fine. Don't. Don't post the all clear just yet. When the ops guy tells you you're back up, give it another five minutes. I've been burned so many times where we got the all clear and the app comes back for just a brief moment and then goes completely back down again. So now you're on your status page saying, hey, no, you know, it came back for a minute, but now it's down again. You're on the the Twitter page where... You're saying, hey, it come back. But oh, no, never mind that last tweet. It's actually went down back again. So give it five minutes because customers hate feeling like they're on a roller coaster ride unless they're actually at, a, at an amusement park. It's fun there. Uh, the, the roller coaster ride when you're with an app that your company depends on is terrifying. So when your, your ops team says, hey, we're in the all clear, just go ahead and give it a couple more minutes just to make sure that the app stays up and then go ahead and give the all clear. So you've waited the five minutes. The app's back up. Life is absolutely peachy again. Everything's looking good. You've, you sent out your last tweet with a, the update that the app is back. You put on the status page that the app is back. The emails have died back down, and the phone calls have died back down. Everything's looking good again. Now, as soon as that downtime event finishes, as soon as it wraps up, have the support I see work up a blog post on what happened. And the reason why I say that is because your customers want to know exactly what happened, and more importantly, how you're going to prevent that from happening again. Be honest. Give your customers as much info as you can. Just make sure that it's clear and concise without a bunch of tech lingo or complicated nuances and that kind of thing. Go ahead and just let them know, hey, this is kind of the gist of what happened, Here's what we did to fix it to make sure that it's never going to happen again. So that's kind of the the basics of the plan. Again, you can tweak and and change and and mold it to fit your team and what you need it to do. It's kind of, you know, really simplistic because when your app goes down, that's when you want simplicity. You don't want a complicated plan that, that requires multiple moving parts or anything like that. You want everybody on the team to kind of just know what they need to do, and that happens from having a simple plan and then practicing that simple plan. So that's the next part that we got to talk about, right? So the first one was create a plan. The second is to practice that plan. So we've got the plan part already planned out, pardon the pun. Uh, This is where we're gonna shift into drill, drill, drill. Now, obviously, don't take your app down just to practice. But do go ahead and have some mock scenarios worked up so that your team can practice. Set up a separate chat room so that you can fake your app going down and then feed info to the ICs in there. Or in the middle of the day, throw out a, you know, this is a drill line, into your support room, and just have them designate out the roles real quick. Don't have them follow through on the roles, just go ahead and designate it out so people can get used to that that response time. So they can get used to, hey, this happened, now we've got the IC designated out and now we're going to listen to them as they designate out the rest of the roles. Just You want to help people get a feel for what a real downtime situation is like. Because if you, can, if you can practice it, if you can simulate it, then when it actually does happen, it won't be nearly as bad. So for the first time, you're going to want to walk through the plan really slowly. Get a few key players in just to test it out. And the reason for the slowness is that you want to see what works, what doesn't work, what needs to be changed. And the only way you get to see that is by going very slowly through each step of the first drill. Then once you've got the kinks ironed out, go faster. Downtime is all about a fast response, and faster always equals better there. Have you ever had anyone say, gee, I wish that company had taken longer to tell me something went wrong? Or, man, I wish that they had responded way later to give me an update on what was going on. No, that's people want to know what happened and they want it and they want to know that information as fast as possible. So, when it comes to practicing the plan, accuracy is key, but so is that fast response time. The faster your key team can work, the faster the downtime clock stops. And then, when you've got speed on your side, Go ahead and rotate in other people into those key roles just to give them a chance to grow. If the app goes down on your day off, you've got to have a backup person trained well enough to handle it. And again, drill, 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 and drill some more. I was watching a uh, TV show called Last Resort the other day, and and basically this show focuses on a submarine crew, and and there's lots of other stuff. But for the purpose of this example, all you need to know is it's a submarine crew. The captain had just finished up a drill, and he said something that really stuck with me, especially as I was planning out this podcast. The captain said, we don't drill to be good. We drill to be perfect. And that's, that's the whole reason for your simulations, for your mock scenarios, for your drilling and your practicing. It's not so you can just be good at it. It's so you can be perfect at it, because perfect in the plan means you're going to be perfect. When it comes to the actual event, so don't drill to be good, drill to be perfect. So you've got to create the plan. Now you've got uh, the option where you're you're practicing the plan, simulating it, drilling it, and then the third thing that we were talking about is actually executing on the plan. So actually acting on the plan. So let's go back and and head back to our coffee from earlier this morning so you're just settling in and you get the ops message with some early warning alerts go off and at that point the hard part's really behind you because you know exactly what to do you don't have to worry about what your next move is it's in the plan and you've practiced the plan so at this point all you have to do is execute on the plan and you're going to be solid So the ops team says, hey, there's some there's some funniness that's going on. We think the app might go down. We don't know exactly what, but just be ready. So as soon as you hear that, set up your ICs, your instant commanders, and have them designate out those other roles. Then you get to watch as the team kicks in and gets the word out to the customers. Now, remember, again, your role as the IC is to coordinate, not to answer emails or get bogged down in one area. You're staying flexible and watching the big picture. The biggest thing during downtime is to focus on just one question. Do my customers have the most up-to-date information? Do my customers have the most up-to-date information? Don't leave them in the dark. Your customers are your customers. You've got to take care of them. So remember, updates every 10 minutes at the very latest. Every 10 minutes. And during these downtime events, you've got to realize that that knowledge is everything. So share the wealth with your customers. They're going to feel better when they see those updates. Even if it's just a we're still looking into it, tell them. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Your response here sets the tone for the overall downtime because if you have a fast response, if your plan is kicking in like it should, if your customers are getting those updates like they should, they're going to be happier now they're not going to be a they're not going to be jumping up and down at the fact that your app has gone down and, and yay that they know that you're working on it but they're going to be happier than the alternative your response here absolutely sets the tone for the overall downtime and then when the ops ic gives you the all clear go ahead and wait those extra five minutes and then post the all clear for everyone else And then you go back and get another cup of coffee and go on with your day. So you take this potentially terrifying thing that can happen. A moment where the proverbial crap can hit the fan so fast and so hard that you're just freaking out. You've taken that that intensely terrifying moment of your app going down and planned for it. So it's it's not going to be a walk in the park, but it's definitely going to be a better experience than the alternative. So after things settle back down, there are a couple of other things that you're going to want to do. The two ICs, the the support IC and the ops IC, you're going to want to work on that blog post that we talked about. Make sure to say you're sorry. And when I say say you're sorry, say you're sorry. Like Start the beginning of the blog post with, I'm sorry. Avoid all of those horrible cliche phrases like we apologize for the inconvenience. It's an inconvenience when I don't have my favorite whiskey at a restaurant. It's an absolute nightmare when the app I depend on goes down. It's not an inconvenience. It's a nightmare. So accept the blame. Say you're sorry. And then explain how you're going to make things right so it doesn't happen again. That's, that's the general flow of how your, your downtime review blog post should work, right? Accept the blame. Say you're sorry. And then explain how you're going to make things right so it doesn't happen again. Again, don't get bogged down into tech lingo or nuance or anything like that. Make it really clean, concise. Keep it simple. But let your customers know exactly what's going to happen from, from here forward. You're also going to want to review your downtime plan itself, right? So did your plan work? Where did you run into confusion? What kinks do you need to iron out? Are, are any of those things that you practiced, did they not really work well in an actual downtime situation? And if they didn't, then you need to go back and change the plan. Now, in military terms, it's called an AAR which is an after-action review. So get your key players on a call and find out basically three things. What exactly happened? Why that happened? And how it can be prevented and handled better next time. Okay, so we're talking about two kind of different reviews that needs to happen after the downtime. The first one is go ahead and look at your plan itself. Did it work? Did you run into confusion? Were there kinks? Were there things that need to be changed? That kind of thing. So review your downtime plan, but then review exactly what happened with your app, right? So review the actual downtime event. Find out what happened, found out why it happened, and then plan so it can be prevented and handled better next time. And when you do these, when you do these two reviews, the team and your app are only going to get better from downtime events. They're only going to get better, but the catch here is that you have to review them to get better at it. So make sure you go back and, and check those and and look at what happened, why it happened, and, and how you're going to make it better. And with that, uh, that's we're going to go ahead and put this episode in the books. So hopefully you've got some good ideas to get started on your down, your uh, your downtime plan. I nearly said Downton Abbey there. I was watching it earlier today. But you've got some ideas for your downtime plan, or you've got some ideas to tweak the one you already have if it's really complicated and and hard to understand and implement that kind of thing. The big thing here is to, and trust me on this one, right? Take the time to work on this. You might not think it's important now, but you're definitely going to think it's important when your app goes down and you're sitting there going, wow, geez, I should have went ahead and actually had a plan for this in place. So go ahead, you know, take the next 30 minutes or so and write out a very simple plan that that you and your team can do when it comes to those downtime events. And, and like I said, you, you never want these to happen, but it's always better to plan for the worst and hope for the best instead of the other way around. So go ahead and, and, you know, sit down with a, a pen and paper or whatever, and work out that downtime plan and, and let your team know, this is the kind of idea that we're going to have. This is the plan that we're going to have when, when this happens. So again, we're going to put this one in the books. When you get a chance, let me know what you thought of this episode and uh, you know what you think about Support Ops in general. Hit me up on Twitter. We're uh, twitter.com forward slash support ops, or you can shoot me an email. It's uh, supportops.co, and then just click on the contact link up there at the top. I'm Chase, and I'll see you again next time.